and welcome to the Scoop Podcast. I'm editor of the Scoop Margie Echelkamp. Today, we are joined by Matt Comrie. He is a technical nutrition agronomist at Wilbur Ellis, based out of Yuba City, California. Matt, welcome to the podcast. Thanks. It's great to be here, and it's great to chat with you this morning. So tell us first, let's just talk a little bit about your role at Wilbur Ellis and what it means, the work you do as a technical nutrition agronomist. Sure. So I, I get the opportunity to help a lot of our, our field folks or our PCAs, pest control advisors is what they're called in California. And they, they have a challenging job. They work very closely with growers on a day-to-day, day-to-day basis. And I get the opportunity to provide agronomic support when it's needed. So whether it be a, you know, a, an irrigation solution or, or providing uh, salinity reclamation or recommendations, uh, really any sort of agronomic support is, is what I, I uh, strive to provide. I also uh, get a chance to kind of keep, keep my ear to the industry. So I, I'm involved in the industry as a whole when it comes to California. I get the opportunity to sit on the Western Region CCA board, which is a certified crop advisor board which is very interesting and exposes me to a number of folks and, and personalities throughout ag in California. So Matt, couple of follow-up questions. So there in Northern California, what kind of crops are you working in? So primarily, uh, you know, the, the largest, I would say on an acreage basis is almonds. Um, also walnuts, rice, uh, wine grapes as well. Um, I would say those are probably the top four or five mainly orchard crops, uh, but from time to time I'll find myself working on a, a rice production problem or, or some other uh, row crop problem. Tomatoes, I'd say, is another crop that's, that's common up here, but I'd say those are the, the main ones that keep me busy. So whether it's through your interactions on the CCA board or the other ways you're engaged in the industry, what trends are you really watching? What should we know about how you guys are doing production agriculture in California? You know, I, there's a couple of trends. Uh, uh, first is, a, is a, a, a regulatory trend, which is, which is a, a, a trend or, or really the state uh, getting much more involved in production agriculture. And really what that means is, is growers need to be um, uh, a little more efficient with a lot of their inputs. And that's a trend that's been definitely growing over the past 10 years as, you know, the California waterscape, you know, this past two weeks, not included, but, um, you know, over the past few years, it's no secret we've been in a considerable drought. Um, And so growers are definitely being required to do more with less. Which is, which is definitely a challenge. And I'd say from, from our PCAs or our field folks on the ag retail side, I would say growers are becoming, their, their expectations are growing as far as what it means to be a field agronomist or a PCA. You know, uh, back, even when I first got started, you know, pest control advisor was really helping the grower with their IPM decisions, their integrated pest management decisions. 
but that role really has grown over the past 10 years. Now PCAs are, or field agronomists are, you know, being required to know about irrigation, know about fertility, understand at a baseline level of soil science. And so I, I would say that is a large trend that we're working with or, or working to meet internally and make sure our, our PCAs or our field staff are up for the challenge. So Matt, how did you come to get involved in ag retail? So I, you know, after going to college up at, up at Chico State, you know, I got an ag business degree and, you know, I thought maybe actually before that it was, I was uh, uh, working towards an accounting degree, which I, I learned what is required of an accountant. And I, I've got a little, a little busier mentality and a little, uh, a little more adventurous personality than, you know, than being holed up in an office for, for the majority of my time. So I shifted to ag and I'm really glad I did. And I, I, you know, early on, right out of college, I was involved as a, as a research associate with a large vertically integrated olive oil producer up in Northern California and rose through the ranks and finally made it to be an orchard into orchard management. I've managed olives, almonds, pistachios, uh, wine grapes, and I, I, so I, you know, started started to get well. Not started. I got married and started having kids, and you know, was looking for a little more of a of a you know set schedule. Still some seasonality uh, to my role, but maybe something a little more stable than managing orchards and, and really being on call 24 seven. Okay. So begs the question, do you have a favorite crop? Uh, yeah. The, the one that growers are more excited or most excited about solving problems in. And unfortunately that really depends on which ones are paying the best right now. And so it, it definitely changes, you know, a lot of times, there are problems right out in an orchard or in a crop, but really the economics can't be ignored. And a lot of times, you know, the economics just don't support uh, implementing the, the best solution. So a lot of times we're forced to um, apply band-aids, but I, I would say uh, almonds are probably what occupies the most of my time. Yeah. Uh, but wine grapes are definitely interesting as well. Yeah. So if you had to think of the one thing that has changed the most since your first day working in crop production to the role you play now in ag retail, what would you say it's been? I, I would go I would go back to the growers' expectations because okay. they they really it can't be ignored. You know, the the days and even going back 20 plus years, you know, PCAs or pest control advisors. Really, again, they were they were uh, charged with really helping a grower through their IPM, you know, their pest management. And nowadays, uh, PCAs will be making irrigation recommendations. They'll be the they will nutrition and fertility decisions, salinity problems are constantly at the forefront. Interpreting soil, water, and tissue analysis. Um, so I would say that demand or the, that growth of expectations has probably changed the most since, since I've started. 
Excellent. So we're talking with Matt Comrie. He is from Wilbur Ellis, located in Yuba City, California. And we will be right back after this message from one of our sponsors. For today's industry spotlight, we are joined by Jason Hagley, North American agronomy lead at ICL. Jason, what is a challenge growers are facing that you'd like to put a spotlight on? Well, over the last couple of years, fertilizer prices have increased and, and farmers are thinking more and more about how they can grow more with the same or fewer inputs. And, and so with all of the plant nutrition and fertilizer products available, including the growing area of biologicals, uh, the question for growers becomes, how do they decide which are effective choices when their input bu budgets are, are limited uh, due to commodity prices as well as the, the increase in fertilizer prices? So what products or services can combat and solve this problem? You know, ICL is a global company with a history of uh, more than 100 years focused on specialty minerals and fertilizers. Uh, we've leveraged our global knowledge uh, and agronomic trials around the world into developing a, a unique portfolio of products that solve unique uh, challenges for uh, farms and for individual fields. You know, challenges like hard water, uh, high soil pH, or you know, limitations in specific nutrients. And so through products like Nova Peak, AgriLution pH Low, PEC Acid, and a specialty mineral product called polysulfate, we've got a collection of different products and, and different uh, recommendations for farmers uh, to deliver through foliar applications, fertigation, uh, granular uh, dry fertilizer applications, as well as the growing area of, of biologicals. Anything else that you'd like to share about ICL products? Over the last several years in the United States specifically, you know, we've really invested in doing uh, local trial work with universities and third third party research collaborators. So when we bring you a product, we we understand how it performs agronomically in different environments and in different crops. Um, but also through that data, we have the ability to 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 really you know hone in on the economics and the return on investment for for using those products uh, that we're recommending. And where should people go to learn more? Yeah, if interested in learning more about ICL or the products that I've mentioned. Uh, people should visit www.icl-sf.com to learn more. That is Jason Hagley, North American Agronomy Lead at ICL. Welcome back to the Scoop Podcast. We're talking to Matt Comrie based in Northern California as a technical nutrition agronomist at Wilbur Ellis. Matt, we've talked a lot about the change in ag retail, some of the demands that farmers have specifically from the regulatory side and finding efficiency. So what would be some of those tools that you guys have found are really helpful for farmers as they're managing resources and optimizing yields? I would say irrigation management probably is comes to the come first to my mind, and really it's because when you know out here in the West in California we control irrigation. You know we're in a semi-arid climate. Um, we have little to no summer rain, so growers are really charged with making a hundred percent of their irrigation management decisions, and. It, irrigation or soil moisture really drives a lot of what we do from a fertility standpoint, a nutrient uptake uh, standpoint, even some pest management uh, is, is impacted by some of our irrigation decisions. 
So I would say, and and especially, especially, maybe this is some recency bias, but this drought has really uh, forced a lot of folks to look at how they're managing irrigation, how they're making that decision to turn the pump on, and really how long they're going to be running that pump, right? And so some of the tools, I would say, you know, there's some oldies, but still goodies, you know, tracking and understanding evapotranspiration is probably very important. Um, and then from a technology standpoint, standpoint, capacitance probes, uh, which can be installed and give a, give, a, give a farmer or a grower a decent understanding of, of what soil moisture looks like in their field. Um, understanding things like distribution uniformity, right? Which is really how, how uniform is their irrigation system across their field? Are they, are they getting a good uniform flow out to all ports, excuse me, parts of the field? Because, uh, you know, we're injecting most of our, of our nutrients in, into the irrigation system. So, if there is not a uniform distribution across the field, then there's really our, our inefficiency goes up. So I, those are probably, and then also some tools uh, like stem water potential, those are a little more specialized tools, but I would say by and large, what appeals to most growers are one, understanding what evapotranspiration is and how, to, how it works and, and how to calculate a runtime off of evapotranspiration. Two, uh, look at capacitance probes that give you, gives the grower a snapshot of what soil moisture looks like. And then I would say three, it's always good to understand what the flow uniformity looks like across their field. So Matt, help us understand for those of us who aren't living in California, what is the status of the drought? How concerned are you going into 23? You know, I, I would say it depends on the source of the water, right? So, you know, really we're talking about two sources, surface water, which, which growers are able to access from rivers, canals, uh, irrigation districts, right? And and groundwater, which is water that they're able to actually extract uh, from a pump or a water well in their in their fields. And I would say in the in the near term, uh, surface water should improve, uh, considering uh, uh, the the amount of rain we've had recently. You know, we keep a close eye on reservoirs, and they're they're looking. It's looking promising at the moment. The jury's still out, however, you know, we need, we need probably another good month of month to six weeks of solid rainfall to, uh, uh, for growers to get out of the woods. Yeah. And from a, from a water well or a groundwater perspective, I, I, I think we're still a couple, two or three years out from, you know, we're talking about groundwater recharge, which is really water falling, recharging or refilling aquifers that are that are down in the ground so it's going to take I think a couple years of steady kind of back to historic average rainfall to really improve uh, 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 on that side but in the very near term you know things are looking good things are very promising um, so that should provide growers and farmers a relief in terms of of their water status for for next season for 23. 
Yeah. So what's your favorite part of your job? Oh, I, you know, I, I think, uh, my favorite. So I'd say my favorite part is also the most challenging part. And I think it's, you know, I rarely get called, um, from either growers or, or our field PCAs when things are going smoothly, right? I, I get pretty much uh, growers and PCAs are calling me if there's a problem. And really the challenge is just getting a really a steady diet of problems across any and all crops that they're working with or dealing with. But it's also uh, can, be, can be pretty fulfilling, right? And, and part of my favorite part, which is solving problems. Um, so that, that part I think is, is pretty rewarding. Also just the personalities, right? In the ag industry, I think are they're just quality folks uh, by and large. So the people are also uh, uh, definitely a, a favorite. What are you most looking forward to trying new in 23? Trying new, hmm. Um, I don't know that there's, I, I, maybe a new kind of challenge or role that I, I recently joined the, the Western Region CCA board. So that's going to be new to me, yeah. right? Um, so that I'm, I'm very much looking forward to and really just the, the larger exposure I'm going to have with the ag industry as a whole. But as far as new, I, you know, we're, we're really, we're growing crops, you know, I don't, there are some small nuance and, and new things that come, but by and large, we're, you know, every year is different and we're really just striving to improve. Right. Yeah. So um, I, I, one thing I, I would like to see, Maybe some growers trying some some newer technologies like some some moisture probes and and things like that. But that's a that's a sled, steady build, right? Steady that doesn't build. change. Yep, that doesn't change overnight. <laughs> so I, I had an interview this morning where they were talking about the long tail of tech adoption. So that's the uh -huh. <laughs> you're not <That's> right. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a, it's a it's a slow burn. It's a slow build. You know, the, the ag industry and the personalities involved in ag, I think, are fairly unique. You know, um, it's a it's a it's a huge industry here in California. There's no Absolutely. but it's also really small. You know, there's a lot of coffee shop interaction. There's a lot of what's my neighbor doing it, at the same time. It's very community oriented. Mm -hmm. So part of the challenge is because once you get some adoption, and you get growers to kind of, and farmers to kind of spread the word on how this is improved, helped, what have you. That is really where I think the, the adoption and the improvement is made. Yeah, no, that's excellent. So Matt, part of the reason why you're on the podcast and you accepted my invitation to come on is you were named our 40 under 40, which is a program sponsored by New Farm. So thanks to our friends at New Farm. And as such, Matt, I want to ask you, what would what words would you share with others who might be in the earlier chapters of their ag retail career? <clears throat> ag retail specifically, I would say stick it out. Um, you know, uh, a lot of young folks that get involved in ag retail, unfortunately, it involves a lot of learning. 
and it's a it's a pretty steep learning curve right there a lot of folks are just really challenged to learn a lot in a short amount of time um and there's unfortunately a a lot of grunt work that comes with that a lot of you know insect trap checking a lot of a lot of field visits a lot of working with senior pcas and I would say the the ag, the specific ag retailer plays a large role in that. So I would say stick it out. I would say find a good ag retailer that is willing to invest in those early years of your career. And and I, I would say get get your your CCA is going to be required. You know your certified crop advisor credential is really that baseline I referred to earlier, right? In, in the understanding of fertility, um, nutrient uptake, irrigation, salinity, all uh, crop physiology, really by, by obtaining that credential, uh, you, you are in essence proving that you have that baseline understanding that growers are expecting these days. Yeah. Oh, that's all well said. Thank you, Matt, for sharing that. Yeah. So I like to wrap up each of our conversations on the podcast with kind of three questions. They're kind of, you know, they shift gears just a little bit. Maybe they're a little shorter. Maybe you want to extrapolate. I'm not going to put limits on you, but they're a little different than the conversation we've had so far. So I kind of have a file. I just pull out three random questions each time. Okay. So the first one for you, what keeps you up at night? Oh, keeps me up at night. I, I would say um, the the inflation and deflationary period that we've mm-hmm. we've been going through this past couple of years, you know, by and large, uh, crop commodity prices are going one way, and our and our commodity inputs are going the other way. That keeps me up at night. Um, and I would say. Um, uh, the waterscape is still, the jury's still out, you know, we've, it's been looking very promising the past couple of weeks as I look out my window, um, but there's still a lot of work to be done there. There's still a lot of recharge needed um, to get these aquifers where they were and, and really relieve some of the, some of the uh, water concerns. Yeah. So Matt, second question what is on your stop list for the year ahead? So either something you're going to stop doing because it's not serving you or giving you the same returns, or you're going to stop doing something in a particular way. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to stop being uh, so distracted, I think, at home. You know, I, I have the tendency to to bring work home. I have a tendency of, of being available via phone as uh at all hours, really, and I, and I think I'm gonna. I, I'd like to try to stop doing that and and really become more focused and less distracted at home. Yeah, I think that's something we all strive for, Matt. Yeah. <laughs> that's a great one. That's a good. Yeah. Also, I think if sometimes if we say things out loud, we're gonna be more likely to do them. That's right. Yep. I absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So my third question and my final question is going to be. If I gave you the magic wizard wand and you could solve one problem waving that wand, what problem would you solve? Uh, in, in, in ag specifically, I, I would probably uh, uh, solve the, the water problem. 
I mean, if I, if I could, you know, I think, you know, I touched on kind of some inflationary and deflationary pressure, but I, I would, those cycles are always going to be there. Um, and I think it's necessary as well uh, from an economic standpoint, but I, I, I would say the water situation is if I, if I had a genie, that's probably what I would, uh, what I would solve. I would, I would get our waterscape back to um, where there's no real concern over, you know, if grower or a farmer turns his pump on, is, is water going to come out? I mean, that's a real concern these days. Yeah. So. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Matt, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. This has been great. Awesome. I, I'm happy to, happy to participate. Well, for you guys out in California, we are wishing you adequate rains in sufficient amounts, but not at inconvenient timeframes. And for all of our listeners, I wish you guys all a very healthy and safe start to 2023. Thanks for joining us on the Scoop podcast. And until next time, I'm editor of the Scoop, Margie Eckelkamp. You can find us on Twitter at Farmers Advisor or www.thedailyscoop.com. 